Hey, piggies, what's stinking? Just grabbing an energy drink here. <laughs> uh, welcome to episode number Who Gives a Shit of the Valley Boys. I am your host, Dave Weasel. Let's get this over with. So I'm kind of running on fumes right now. Uh, I did that thing where uh, I went to bed too early. So I kind of got up in the middle of the night. My brain is like, oh, hey, Dave, is it morning yet? And I'm like, nah, dude, it's 3 a.m. My brain's like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, um, hey, do you remember that weird text you sent about 15 years ago to, uh, to a girl you liked where you spelled city with an S? Ooh, don't think about that right now. And I go, uh, oh, okay, I wasn't planning to, but uh, all right. And my brain goes, hey, do you remember when you were uh, in high school and you asked your teacher who looked about 50 if she was at Woodstock and she said she wasn't even born when it happened? Yeah, don't think about that either. I'm like, okay. And then my brain goes, remember that really fat chihuahua you saw yesterday? And I'm like, okay, okay, what do you want? And then my brain goes, family guy. I think, all right, I'll put it on for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever. Sure enough, two hours goes by. I end up sleeping in, staying up late the next night, getting up early the following day. Everything's all backwards and I'm tired. All because I have to be haunted by my own cringe. Dude, that shit happens to everybody. You ever think about how stupid you were when you were younger? And then you st you don't just judge yourself. You start judging people that hung out with you. Or even worse, people that had sex with you. You know, like, I was such an idiot. I'm thinking, who is that person that I'm having sex with? Why would you do that now? Like, do you not have any standards? <laughs> but hey, everybody should cringe at your younger self. Because if you don't, you're not growing. You're going to keep making the same mistakes. And believe it or not... Your future self is cringing at your present self right now. You're doing something at this moment to fuck up your life and you don't even realize it. So am I. We all are. But don't worry. You'll figure it out once the consequences start rolling in and future you will have to adapt and think present you is a fucking idiot. That's just the way it goes. But I'll tell you something. Do you know who does not have any shame in what they do or say or self-awareness at all? Disney adults. Now, I'm talking about grown adults who spend their own money and most of it to squeeze children out of lines for activities designed for children, okay? That is specifically different from adults who enjoy the whole Disney thing. Not talking about that. A Disney adult is someone who's like 33 years old and wears ill-fitting custom-designed t-shirts that, 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 that they make the line to meet the princesses twice as long and twice as wide. <laughs> That's not, that's me. I'm just making, I'm just making an observation though. Okay. I'm also in that line, fattening it up too. But do you know what? I'm there with my five-year-old daughter and we're waiting for someone pushing middle age to finish asking an actress dressed up as Ariel about their own hypothetical fan fiction of what happens under the sea. They make the long, they make the, the line longer than waiting for a kidney transplant or a heart transplant as what's in their future and mine. <laughs> But it's like, okay, you know how kids will say that they're and a half with their age? Like, I'm seven and a half. I'm eight and a half. Whatever. Eventually, they grow out of it, right? Well, a Disney adult is someone that says shit like, I'm 37 and a half while wearing mouse ears. And I'll tell you something. That shit is closer to being a furry than it's not. You can't tell me those people don't fuck in those mouse ears. That exact person I'm describing got on the Winnie the Pooh ride. Okay, me and my five-year-old, we get in the front of the car and this 37 and a half-year-old woman all by herself climbs into the back and my daughter asks me if that's the monster from The Little Mermaid. And I go, well, yes, 
Because it's harder to say no when she's back there shaking it around and snoring while she's awake. And sure enough, when the ride was over, she almost stampedes over us to get out. Like, like she's mad that we're in her way for, uh, of the exit. It's like, oh, okay, I'm sorry for bringing a child on a ride designed for children. Okay, do you guys remember uh, when Brandon, shout out to that guy, haven't seen him in a while, uh, when he was talking about bringing their kids to Buffalo Wild Wings, and occasionally he's got to be a little bit irritated when the sound of a, 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 a child starts shrieking. Okay, now I disagree with him, but there are places you can go to avoid children if you're a Disney adult and no one wants to procreate with you. Disney World isn't one of them. Or Disneyland. Disneyland's the one in California. I always confuse the two. But you know what? I saw someone say that uh, Disney adults are incels. No, they're not. Because they find each other. They go on these little boat rides. Surrounded by singing animals. Like they're on a first date in a uh, ventriloquist closet. And believe it or not, I'm not trying to be judgmental. Okay? I'm saying to the Disney adults out there to move over for five-year-olds. Also, I'm fat people too. Remember when, remember when I was accused of shaming because I observed, it was an observation, uh, when I was in a Walmart in Bakersfield for some god-awful reason, I happened to notice they had $99 engagement rings. And not just that, they were sold out of them. And not just that, but the whole place smelled like a fart. Listen, do you know how I know? Because I'm Walmart people. I was in there. I'm the one in there. I was also crop dusting the aisles. Dude, that's my Heisenberg moment. I am the one who farts. Anyways... Disneyland is the world capital of flabby arms covered in colorful and kind of misaligned tattoos. And it's expensive there, dude. The fee- there's fees for everything. Okay, like, like, okay, so if you want to pay extra for a lightning pass to go on one ride where you, where you get in a line that's slightly shorter, I get that. But I'm pretty sure that there's a fart fee at Disneyland. And the Disney adults are the ones keeping that place in business. Imagine if the Queen of Medford, 1998, shows up Farting and queefing with every step, absolutely destroying the Disney Nazi following her around. That's what's keeping the place in business. The Haunted Mansion ride was closed. Is that what it's called? Haunted, The Haunted Mansion ride. Uh, but I'll tell you something. The bathroom had all kinds of horrific fart ghosts in there. It's like everyone at Disneyland has butt drama or something. Remember when I did a review of the Union Station bathroom and how it smelled like a stray cat pissed on a dead body? Dude, farts could be like ghosts. You never see them coming, but you could feel their presence. Some are friendly, some are downright evil. And the Disneyland bathroom is full of evil farts. But you know what? You know what? Everyone's having a good time. You see a lot of Instagram pictures being taken there, and that's good. Because Disneyland is all about making memories. And money. Mostly money. The happiest place on earth, to me, is the parking lot as I'm leaving. That's the Instagram post I want, is the exit sign. (laughs) All right. Speaking of that shit, I saw something. Um, I saw something uh, that said over half of all middle schoolers aspire to be professional content creators when they go up, when they grow up. Now I know that uh, I know what that term means, okay? But how low is that bar? Content creator? That's just a synonym for existing, okay? People in comas create content with the carbon dioxide they exhale. That giant dump you left in the toilet today, that's content you created. Same with the term influencer. Guess what? That's everybody. Ever hear the butterfly effect? You're influencing and most likely fucking up someone's life right now and not even knowing it. You never know what what small insignificant event will change the trajectory of your life forever. Or the effect one random person you will meet will have. Okay, I'll give you an example of how serendipitous life is. 
All right. I met one of my best friends, Craig, when we were about uh, 20, 21, because I was his guitar teacher. And a couple of years later, we formed a little band. And during that summer, I was uh, uh, delivering for Pizza Hut while I was still a student. Now, this one manager that I had on my first day, he told me, if I drop the POS unit where, where, where people pay with a credit card, I'll have to pay $700. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, better not drop it. The next day, I go in my second day. Um, the uh, There was a different manager, Robin. Shout out to that guy. I haven't seen him in a while. He told me that if I drop the POS unit to tell Pizza Hut that a customer did it, otherwise, I'll have to pay $700. Oh, okay. It's one of those, do we just become best friend moments? And we did. And he was a wild animal. I loved it. Um, I ended up telling him to join mine and Craig's band. And uh, he says, well, I don't play an instrument. And I said, well, it's punk rock and it's just bass. Anyone can do it. So he did. And we had the time of our lives over the next few years. Um, and him and Craig ended up uh, becoming best friends and living together. And I'm pretty sure after I moved to America, they ended up marrying each other. All because I happened to be delivering pizzas at that. And he said that one thing. Anyways, everyone has stories like that. So we are all influencers. OnlyFans was a rude awakening during the pandemic. They're influencers too. I can't tell you how many aspiring actors and actresses I've met that joked that they'll turn to porn if this whole acting thing doesn't work out. Like that's even a realistic possibility. Okay. It's harder than you think to break into the porn industry. When the pandemic hit and people signed up for OnlyFans, uh, some of them did make millions of dollars, but most made almost nothing. But that's just how it goes with the supply and demand for models. And yes, I'm calling them models because that's what they're doing. They're modeling. I'm not going to gatekeep that term like some fucking neckbeard saying models in quotes when they're talking about OnlyFans. You know who likes to uh, gatekeep like um, with terminology is comedians. And I mean, at the starting level, you'll have these young guys and girls coming out and they're, they're, they're starting to do comedy and they're very excited, enthusiastic about it. And then you have these mid-level guys. And I say mid-level in terms of how long they've been doing it. But they're still on the same stage as people doing it for the first time. You know what I mean? Now, these guys, they get pissy enough to vocalize their frustration about someone adding comedian to their social media profiles. That's fucked up. All because they haven't been doing it long enough by these old man standards. But what the host of these uh, comedy shows, what are they supposed to say? Are they supposed to call on their next non-comedian? No, fuck that, dude. You go up on stage and you tell jokes into a microphone, you're a comedian, period. And for some reason, that philosophy bothers people with sad lives. <laughs> Sad lives and bad jokes that don't get them anywhere. These are the guys who, who like to add the word professional to what they're doing. I'm a professional comedian, they'll say, specifically, instead of comedian. Whenever you hear uh, someone say that they're a professional anything, musician, gamer, model, comedian, it means sometimes they get paid for it, but they make their rent by waiting tables. And there's no shame in that at all. In fact, it's noble to go out and follow your dreams because even if you fail, you'll never have that regret of not trying. Just don't get all high and mighty between toilets you have to scrub and gatekeep others trying to pursue the same thing as you. That's all I'm saying. No judgment. What the fuck do I know? I'm from Canada where everybody plays hockey. But at least with hockey or any sport, there's a way to measure how good you are. You have statistics. With comedy, you don't have that. Everything's subjective. This podcast is different from other podcasts. And there's a lot of people that are not listening to this. You know? Start springtime off right with America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Get nutritious, chef-prepared meals you'll love right to your door so you have more time for everyday life. 
It's time to start thinking about the warmer weather, so check out some of these calorie smart meals with 550 calories or less. With Factor, you get to skip the trip to the grocery store, all the preparing and cleaning up. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you gotta do is heat and eat. Get flavor packed meals with Factor suited to your lifestyle. Choose from keto, vegan and veggie, calorie smart, and pl protein plus options on the menu every week. All prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all of the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. With over 30 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to check out. Factor even has breakfast options like egg bites, smoothies, and more. Plus, load up on snacks with an assortment of over 45 add-ons. Forget takeout, get Factor instead. Not only is Factor cheaper than takeout, but meals are ready faster than restaurant delivery in just two minutes. Put the time and money you save towards planning activities for when the weather warms up. Eating vegan or veggie is a snap with Factor. Because each meal is prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, you know that your Factor meal has all the ingredients you want and nothing you don't. And if you're looking to mix it up, you can add a protein to select vegan and veggie meals each week. Get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com slash valleyboys50 and use code valleyboys50 to get 50% off your first box. That's code valleyboys50 at factormeals.com slash valleyboys50 to get 50% off your first box. But whatever, I'm doing my own thing. I'm over here doing cool shit like watching hockey. Or trying to. Trying to actually. Um, I tried going to an LA, LA Kings game last week. I got the tickets from um, uh, from SeatGeek, but the tickets were never delivered. I messaged them at the arena asking for a refund so I could buy more because uh, I don't want to buy more and then have the ones I already bought come in, uh, you know, 20 minutes after the game starts. So um, SeatGeek ended up telling me to wait. They're like, no, 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 just wait it out. I tried. I ended up buying new ones anyway, and they weren't delivered either. So that's two sets. Two Sets of tickets not delivered by SeatGeek. I had to watch the game from um, across the street from the Staples Center on TV at a bar. But it's all good because I met another Kings fan and uh, he was in the same situation. And for some reason, we ended up trading hats. Don't know how that happened, but whatever. Uh, fuck, fuck, fuck SeatGeek, though. The fees are, are more than tickets, which I don't get. They charge a percentage of the ticket to the guy selling it. So that guy goes, oh, you're charging me a fee? No problem. I'll just list it for $50 more. And then they look at me, the guy buying it, and they say, oh, okay, well, here's a convenience fee for being our customer. Thanks for the money. Here's a service fee. Thanks for the money. Here's a venue fee and a fart fee, which we learned from Disneyland. They should, they should call it ticket roulette because sometimes you get in, sometimes you don't. One time they, they gave me an NFT of a football game I was at, like an actual delivered an NFT. That's the ultimate insult because those things are worth nothing, less than nothing. I'm sure... There's a fee for owning that too. The price of data you pay on your phone just to look at an NFT doesn't cover what it's worth these days. <laughs> Whatever. I hope other industries don't adopt the ticket roulette policy. It's like a Girl Scout cookies, dude. Those are $6 now. They adopted the same strategy as the Baltimore drug trade. They got people addicted at a low cost and then they just jack up the price. 
Don't get me wrong, I still ended up with three empty boxes on the nightstand because fat. But I looked it up. The Girl Scouts make $200 million selling cookies. They get that every year. Do you know what the Boy Scouts get? Molested. <coughs> Sorry. Don't get mad at me for that. That shit happened. I know you're not allowed to talk about it, but that's what happened. They fucking did that to their boys. Look it up. Whatever. Whatever. Let's. What do I got here? It just says Trump. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I was thinking about um, some of these terms that he came up with. And um, he he had that everlasting effect, Donald Trump. And when, when he came up with his nicknames, I'm not saying that they're particularly funny or clever, but his nicknames had a lasting effect. Think about the name Crooked Hillary. You can walk up to anyone on the street and ask them what they think of Crooked Hillary. And not only will they know who you're talking about, they'll also know what your opinion is of her. Okay, that's the lasting effect he had. What was his name um, for Elizabeth Warren? Uh, Pocahontas. Jesus, how awful and racist. But he called her that because she lied or at least greatly over-exaggerated um, about her Native American heritage. Could you imagine if he pulled that shit out during the debates? Like he came up with a brand new one. He's just like, well, I just took a big stink of Joe Biden in the green room. Dude, not only would it be outside the realm of possibility, it would be funny as fuck. And it's scary. It's terrible that we've sunk that low, but it's also pretty funny. But it's also pretty scary that he would just get more votes. <sighs> hey, man, I'm not a fan of the guy at all. You know how I feel about it. I'm not getting into that. But I will say, that guy could add comedian to his bio on True Social or whatever the fuck. And all the mid-level comics, and in terms of how long they've been doing it, wouldn't bat an eye. It's an inadvertent comedy show. Everything he does. It's not one I wanted to see. But since the show's going on, I may as well watch it. You know, it's like, you know when you're when you're out in public somewhere and someone starts causing a scene? You know, a Karen at McDonald's or the grocery store, whatever. You don't want it to happen. But since it is, you may as well watch the show. You know, and uh, you're there with, with other people in line. And you see them and you kind of make eye contact with them and, and you kind of smile out of one side of your mouth and you kind of shake your head and they do the same thing. That's an acknowledgement. That's what happens during a shit show. The people watching become, you know, good friends for a minute and it's like you're at the movies together. That's exactly what happened with Trump. People became best friends watching the comedy shit show. And that's exactly what I think Tucker Carlson is. He's another quote unquote comedian. There's one I'll use in quotes because he's not trying to be funny by default. But it is, Tucker Carlson is pure satire being presented as news. They operate exactly the same, but in opposite in terms of content on how Jon Stewart and Trevor Noah did it on The Daily Show. It's, it's a team of writers making zingers parodying the other side. Now, the difference being, and this is Jon Stewart's words, well, paraphrased, he said not to take it too seriously because The Daily Show follows a TV show about puppets making prank phone calls. All right? But they're, to me, they're the same thing, but the opposite. But one's presented as news. One's presented as, you know, being hilarious. Whatever, man. What if, what if Trump was QAnon? What if all? I don't know if that's the actual conspiracy. But if it really was him specifically, and it turned out, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. They'd be like, "Why'd you do it?" And then he goes, "I don't know. I thought it'd be really funny." And the next thing I know, I wouldn't be surprised at all. But the thing is, we've always lived in South Park times where reality outpaces satire. This is nothing new. We just acknowledge 
how close these seemingly excessive hyperbolic parodies actually are to reality. Okay, it's like how Madonna is getting a ton of plastic surgery, which is totally fine and cool, but holy shit, lizard. And I'm not shaming people that get plastic surgery. It's, it's what do they call that? The, um, it's, the, it's the survivor's plane fallacy, where the survivor plane fallacy, where uh, we think it doesn't work out because we only notice the ones that are super obvious and not the ones that aren't. So, you know what? Both things can be true. I can support Madonna and her decision, but also acknowledge her de her decision is to look like the Lizard Queen. And that's that's what happens. When you put yourself out there looking for compliments like she did, that's just one door people can take. The other door is the opposite. With plastic surgery, you run the risk that you won't look better or worse. You might end up looking like a, like a Star Trek character. Like, if the aliens came to Earth and Madonna was the first person they saw, the aliens would be like, oh shit, we gotta turn back. We just did a full circle, and now we're back with the other aliens. Sort of like Columbus with the Indians. <laughs> Plastic surgery, lip injections, uh, Botox, whatever. They could be as obvious as facial tattoos sometimes. And that's all well and good. I don't care if someone gets what you go for it. That's not what we're talking about. But it would be like if Mike Tyson goes online or on a podcast or whatever, and he says, good day, everybody. I've never had a facial tattoo. Everyone goes, but you did. It's right there. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Let's, uh, someone sent me this to me. I, I, I don't really like it when people say content, but this one was good. This one's really good. Someone sent me this headline, uh, and it's so fucked up. Uh, listen to this. I'll read it. Um, third grader discovers superintendent's gun in the bathroom. Superintendent's gun in the bathroom. Now you could probably guess where this is from. Uh, not Florida, but Texas. Uh, it says here that um, the kid's teacher that he told made him go check if that was real. So the kid goes and tells his teacher that uh, there's a gun in the bathroom and the teacher says, go check if it's real. Texas. Maybe a little racist, assuming the kid, maybe, I don't know. Uh, it says here, the gun belongs to Rising Star Superintendent Robbie Studeville. Motherfucker's name is Robbie spelled with a Y. Robbie with a Y is the name of someone who would absolutely leave his gun on the toilet for children to find. Let's see what else here. Giovanni, Giovanni Mata, father, father of rising star student. Okay, Italian. So yeah, maybe a little racist. They're not all in The Sopranos. Uh, he, he says that his son Leighton was one of the students who discovered the firearm. And Studeville, aka Robbie Woodpecker here, he says, there was never any danger except for the obvious. <laughs> oh my God. His response, again, I got to read that again. There was never any danger except the obvious. <sighs> that's, like, that's like saying JFK was having a lovely drive in a convertible that one sunny day in Dallas. Except the obvious. <laughs> oh man, all right. All right, let's see what else here. Um... Oh, something else somebody sent me uh, is this AI stand-up generator. It's a fucking robot that can analyze pretty much any comedian and write jokes based on their style. I'm not saying they're good jokes, but holy shit, it's weird. Okay. Um, hold on. I got to pull it up. It's on my phone here. Uh, here's what a robot came up to me or came up about me. So here's a joke it says I would make. Quote, I've been trying to lose weight lately, but it's tough. I keep getting mis mixed messages from people. Some say, 
You look just fine the way you are. Others say, you can stand to lose a few pounds. I'm starting to think everyone's too afraid to tell me the truth, which is that I look like a potato with toothpick for legs. Okay, first of all, you AI robot chat bitch, I said I look like a marshmallow with toothpick legs and toothpick arms and a mini marshmallow for a head. Still, I said that like a year ago. And it instantly fucking typed that out. That is fucking insane. I mean, it's, it's, it's not a great joke or anything. I'm not saying that. But it did uh, pick up the style pretty good. You know? Um, here's another one. So uh, this, one, this one was what the, what the person first sent to me. So it's, it's of Theo Vaughn. Shout out to that guy. I haven't seen him in a while. This is how a robot would think that he would roast me. It goes like this. Quote, man, Dave Weasel. That's a name that sounds like it was made up by a drunk guy at a petting zoo. Not too far off. I mean, I'm all for unconventional names, but come on, Dave. And you're a comedian? Sounds like a recipe for, for disaster. But hey, I can't judge. I'm the guy with the mullet and the southern accent, so what do I know? But seriously, Dave, keep doing your thing. Maybe someday you'll even make me laugh. Maybe. All right. It's pretty bad, but it's not terrible. That's what I'm saying. I'm starting to think that this AI chat robot could add comedian to its bio. All right, let's call it there. So um, make sure you go to valleyboyspodcast.com and click the merch button. There's a few shirts left on there and some toques and some uh, hats, whatever. Uh, get that while you can because we got some new shit coming out um, coming in the spring. And once once that hits, the old shit's gone. So if you didn't get one yet, get it now. Um Make sure you like, subscribe, share with your friends, get everybody involved in this with your, uh, you know, your Twitter friends, your Facebook and Grinder, all that good shit. Give us a good review if you like it. Give us a bad review if you hate it. From Reseda, California, I'm Dave Weasel. Good night.